0: Yeah, it's a wine o'clock. Wine o'clock. They've renamed five o'clock. That was a long time ago, wasn't it? I'm in Salford, not too far from Media City, UK. BBG Towers, that's the one. Richie Allen with you till seven o'clock this evening. As usual, thank you for joining me. Thank you.
1: Uncensored. Unfiltered. You're listening to Richie Allen on the world's most popular independent news radio show.
2: It's the Richie Allen Show, broadcasting live on richieallen.co.uk and multiple platforms around the world. And now, here's your host, Richie Allen.
0: Welcome. A little bit later on in the program, we'll be talking all things United States politics with my pal, Maria Heller. Maria was only with me a couple of weeks ago, but I want to get into the congressional investigation. Into the January 6th Capitol building attack, and of course, the Supreme Court throwing out Wade versus Roe. That's come up today in the House of Commons here in the UK. I'll tell you more about that in a few minutes' time. As usual, as per blooming usual, you may, you've got my permission, you don't need it really, join in via my website, comment live. Comment live, please talk to me and share your opinions. I will read out your comments as I go along. It is Wednesday the twenty ninth of june twenty twenty two. And that's enough of that old theme tune now. How does he get away with it? I don't know how I get away with it. But I do I do, I do, I do. Bit of rain around the northwest, bit of rain around at the moment. It doesn't feel like the summer, does it? We have Wimbledon on the telly and strawberries and cream and British hopes and all of that, but uh, it's not great, is it, weather I suppose we've had a decent run of it thus far in June. But you didn't come here to hear me drone on about the weather, so you didn't. You came to hear me drone on about something else. That's right. Loads to talk about. There always is, isn't there? Nigel Farage, writing in The Telegraph today. He's the former leader of the Brexit party, by the way. Yeah, he's the man. Uh, Writing in the Telegraph, he reckons the UK should overhaul the electoral system and change from the first past the post system currently in place to proportional representation. He's written about that. And here's, I'm going to ask you a series of questions this afternoon, dear listener. It's up to you whether you reply. You don't have to reply. Rhetorical questions, maybe. Do you think that Nigel Farage knows the score? Like the truth? about what's going on, the truth that politics is basically one big window dressing operation, that politics is an illusion designed to keep people from understanding that there's something else going on, something else is responsible for, you know, for wars and 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 famines and I don't know, virus outbreaks and, and whatnot. Do you think Farage understands there's an agenda 2030. What do you think? Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But he says um, let's move to proportional representation. Do you understand what that is? You do. You don't. I'll make it as brief as I possibly can. As it stands if there is a by-election on Thursday in Manchester, I wouldn't of course go to the polling booth because I know better. But if I did, I would be given a list of candidates independent people, but also Tory, Labour, Green the greens the monster raving loony party i would be giving a list of politicians and i would pick one just one the my preferred candidate so let's say i pick the socialist workers party guy that's all i do i post it into the box and i hope that he gets more votes or she or she than anyone else that's first past the post now in proportional representation dear listener like in um like in ireland say Well, no, we don't have to talk about it, and we can talk about the UK. So Manchester must have five or six MPs. Maybe it has four. I don't know. Okay, And um, we're divided. So you have Manchester North, we have Gorton. I don't know. We have Fallowfield. I have no idea. What would happen in proportion representation, dear listener, is you would get a list of the candidates for Manchester, but you would get to uh, assign them your order of preference so rather than just put a check in the box next to the candidate you like you would give him or her a number 1 then you would look at the rest of the candidates on offer and you would say right well i like that woman for the uh, i like that independent woman so i'll give her a number 2 and the number then a number 3 and so on why well then you see the electoral commission would assign a quota to Manchester, it would say, right, to get elected into one of the seats for Manchester, you might need, say, 15,000 votes, first preference votes, or just 15,000 votes. What they do then is they count all the number ones, and if somebody meets the quota, he or she is elected as an MP. If they don't, after count number one, they begin to count the number twos. Do you get it? very straightforward. I somehow always manage to make a dog's ear of it when I explain it, but it's pretty simple. Do you think Farage knows it's all nonsense? Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. And the Halifax Bank has told customers today that if they want to, they can close their accounts if those customers disagree with Halifax's stance on using pronoun badges for employees. So Halifax take taken the bank has a lot of stick on social media because it tweeted an image of one of these new pronoun badges in a post on Twitter which read pronouns matter, it's a people thing. And the photograph showed a badge with the name Gemma and then with the pronouns she, her and hers written underneath because you, the Halifax customer, are too stupid to know that Gemma is a feminine name. Female gender. You're too stupid. So you have to be told, she, her and hers. So they got uh, absolutely hammered on Twitter, but the bank got stuck right back in and said, if you don't like our new pronoun policy, why don't you withdraw your money and close down your account? That's right. All we're trying to do, says Halifax, is to prevent accidental misgendering. How have we survived for thousands of years on planet Earth? Have we been on planet Earth for thousands of years, people? Have we? Or did we come down in the last hail of spaceships? I don't know. But how did we manage to navigate this mortal coil for so long without worrying about accidentally misgendering somebody? It's quite the load of bollocks, dear listener, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> but it's everywhere now. The bank did say, though, uh, we haven't enforced this policy on staff. It is optional. So if you work for the Halifax, well, you don't have to have a pronoun badge. I don't know why they've done it, the Halifax, because like every other bank in this godforsaken country, it's determined to close all of its branches after first removing all of the staff from branches. They're getting rid of staff from branches at the speed of light uh, as part of the plan to eventually close down all the branches all over the country. You know this as well as I do. It's called the cashless agenda. Yeah. Do you remember yesterday, dear listener, that awful eejit, that Amadon Jeremy Vine, he of BBC Radio 2, he of the Jeremy Vine television show on Channel 5, Yesterday he posted a vid, a video, of himself in bed smothering with the COVID and wondering why the government wasn't doing anything about it. What a gobshite. What a gobsheen. Amadon is very apt. And his TV show has been on this week with guest presenters because the whole crew is down with the COVID. Remember that yesterday? Well, he did it again today. He fed into his own television show... ...from his sickbed. This is vaudevillian. Never seen anything like this before. You know what, I'm not well, which thankfully isn't that common, but... I'm, ...and back in my commercial radio days, I wouldn't dream of phoning in to my live radio show... ...to talk to the person who's sitting in for me. It's all a bit pathetic, really, and, you know, self-indulgent, in my opinion. So anyway, he did it again today. He fed into his own television show... From his sick bed. Sure, we might as well have a chortle or two. Hey.
1: Morning, Jeremy. How you feeling? How you
0: doing, Jess?
2: I'm fine, actually. I just put, I've got my, my latest test is also, I'm afraid, um, you know, the red line
0: is there. So His latest test, he's taking a test every day. His latest test, the red line is still there. So he's got the COVID.
2: I'm feeling better, actually, CL. Thank you so much. It's lovely to see you all. Um, I, you know, just had a headache for three, four days. And I guess back in the day, we would have just called this the Lurgy, wouldn't we? You would have been off for one or two days and come into work and coughed over everyone.
0: That's because it is the Lurgy, you dipstick, you demented dickhead. It's the Lurgy. You've got a bit of a head cold, son. And yes, that's what we did. We just got about or went about our business. It's as simple as that. It is the Lurgy will light ever dawn on these dipsticks. It's the lurgy, That's all it is.
2: But now there are all these rules. So now I've had another negative, a positive test. I don't know whether I'm supposed to stay in this blooming jail cell or,
0: or not. What does your government tell you you should do, Jeremy? God forbid you should make your own mind up and say, ah, fuck it, I'm going out. Simple as that, I'm going out. Going down to the cinema to watch Top Gun Maverick for the fourth time. going to get a big load of hunt- I'm going to get a big load of pick and mix. I'm going to put my hands in there. To hell with everybody else! Spread my COVID germs all over the cinema. Now ask the government. Wait till you hear what his replacement presenter says in a minute.
1: So you're, I was, I was saying, it's a hard line. So what it does, it it.
0: It's a hard line. This is the COVID test now. They're talking about the hard red line, which appears on the little bit of plastic, in the little window after you've tested for COVID. It's a hard line now, says this woman, whoever she is. It's
1: eventually starts. Fading and fading. So I had COVID last week.
0: She had COVID last week,
1: and I was it. watching it every day. So, the so ne- she was
0: testing herself
1: every day. Next few days, it's going to start. You're going to get the line, but it's not going to be quite uh, as as hard.
0: I mean, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? So I, I it's, it's told me I've had COVID, and I'll take it. I'll take a test, a new test every single day, and I'll see that line just fading away as the days go on and the COVID leaves my system. What an airhead who, if brains were dynamite cheap, wouldn't be able to blow her nose, right? Or, Or Vine, for that matter, taking a test every day and watching the red line fading away. And then when the red line is gone, presumably... You think you're safe enough now to go out and not infect others? Carry on, dear. Uh,
1: so you're saying you don't know what you should be doing. You should stay at home. <laughs> do, do you think there should be more advice from the government over what you should be doing?
2: That, well, look, no, that is quite a hard line there. So I I think it's,
0: you know, at the moment I've got a way to go. He's just held the little COVID test in front of the camera. That is a hard red line there. So I'm going hang, to hang about at home for a while.
2: I... Yeah, listen. I got when I put that film up, it went kind of crazy on social media these days.
0: That's because you're an idiot.
2: Things do because people were, were claiming that I was asking the government to help me.
0: Um, but that's what you were doing. You were asking why wasn't the government intervening because of the uptick in COVID cases around the country. That's exactly what you did.
2: Avoid a virus, which isn't really possible, not least because they've been so busy having parties. But I think. You know, uh-huh. the, people who are vulnerable should be aware that there is a lot of it around.
0: People who are vulnerable should be shitting themselves because there's lots of COVID around. Okay.
2: <laughs> I don't I know whether something. I've got Omicron.
0: <laughs> oh, this is fantastic! He's now wondering which variant does he have. This is some television. Thankfully, you don't have to pay for Channel Five.
2: <laughs> I don't I know whether something. I've got Omicron
0: because <laughs> <laughs> I
2: had the Kent variant, I think, at the start. Or maybe it was the Delta.
0: Yeah, the Kent or the Delta.
2: And I'm sort of collecting
0: them. I sort- He's collecting them like a philatelist collects stamps. Are you impressed with that, that I know the term for the person who collects stamps? It's a philatelist. He's collecting variants. Is there, is there, is there? Is can somebody come up with the appropriate wording for that? Can we invent something? I've had
2: it once before. But I don't know if this is Omicron or something a little bit more spicy.
0: Mm, Had the Kent, had the Delta, had the Omicron, had the Omicron. Plus, this is a little bit spicy. So we took a bit of stick yesterday uh, from anti-vaxxers, apparently.
1: Online, you've had so much sympathy. You've also had people suggesting that you you had the vaccine. So why is it you got COVID? And that's that's a bit of a... Goodness sake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah look, explain, it, it Jeremy. Just,
2: so, what? I and mean, this just a lot of people, and I guess the, maybe a thousand of them, and they're all on Twitter, and they're all looking clips like mine, where somebody who has had the vaccine, as I have, I did what I was told, then gets ill. And then they, they super boost the clip. And what they say is... They super boost the clip.
0: So they look around for clips of guys who have been jabbed, like Vine, who then gets sick to laugh at them or to to somehow try and discredit the jabs. But you see, Vinus had all of the jabs. He's, he said this previously on his programme, as far as I understand. So he's had at least three of them. So people are entitled, I think, to be asking, well, why do you keep having this uh, respiratory infection? You've had three jabs, lad. Like, you know, three jabs, lad. You're in bed now, missing work again, saying you've got headaches and stuff. So people are entitled, you know.
2: This proves the vaccine gives you COVID.
0: They don't say that. He's nothing if not a liar, Vine. He's going to mention, he's going to name drop Right Said Fred in a moment. And he's going to equate Right Said Fred, the Freds, great lads. He's going to, top lads, in fact. He's going to equate them with this notion that the vaccine is giving people the virus. They don't say that. They say something entirely different. We'll come back to it.
2: that's, That's their logic. It's not their logic. Now, my understanding, the vaccine was never going to stop me getting it. It was going to stop me getting very ill and dying. And right at the start of the pandemic, 100 yards from my house, one of my near neighbours died in April 2020 of the virus. So at that point, I knew it was, for some people, going to be a very serious virus. Now, post-vaccine, we're not seeing that level of hospitalisation and death. That's what it did. But but the whole anti-vax thing sees it differently, the sort of right-said-fred contingent. They, they think that the vaccine gives you COVID, and I can't even be dealing with
0: that. This is very disingenuous, bordering on pathological lying. Uh, he knows that isn't true. They don't say the vaccine gives you COVID. They say, quite rightly, they've heard from experts who claim, and real experts, I've named them on the programme before, Bakhti being one, Cahill being another one, who say that the jab can lead to something called pathogenic priming. The mRNA jabs, they argue, I don't know this because I'm not a scientist, they argue that for some people, the jabs will stimulate the immune system in a way that can be pretty bad for the recipient of the jabs. Namely, we talked about it briefly yesterday, that if you've had lots of jabs, for some people, doesn't mean everybody, uh, you might come up against the common cold in the winter and it could be very, very bad for you. Because of pathogenic priming. Now Vi knows this is the belief. Right? It's a lie to suggest that people are saying the vaccine is giving you the virus. That's not what people are saying at all. But he could, he's a gatekeeper, so he couldn't allow or introduce any notion of pathogenic priming. Am I right to call it that? Pathogenic priming. I hear so many terms and phrases that sometimes the memory isn't as good as it should be, but I think it is pathogenic priming, despite proteins. We did all of this on the show. It's 18 minutes past the hour. You are with your Richie Allen show. It is live as always from BBG Towers here in the wonderful Salford, super Salford. Ghislaine Maxwell, as you will know by now, it happened yesterday evening, has been sentenced to 20 years in a prison in in America uh, for helping Jeffrey Epstein abuse young girls. Now she was convicted in December, wasn't she? recruiting and trafficking teenage girls. So the sentencing was yesterday. Um, One of her accusers said outside the court in New York yesterday that Maxwell should have been condemned to prison for the rest of her life. Okay, Epstein is alleged to have killed himself in a jail cell back in 2019 in New York. Very, very suspicious. If I remember, didn't Epstein's brother employ a respected pathologist? who believes that Epstein was basically strangled or had his neck broken or something like that. So we don't believe Epstein killed himself. Um, Ghislaine Maxwell's crimes are alleged to have taken place over the period 1994 to 2004. Now, Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio spoke with a lawyer called Mark Stevens who has been following the case and the conversation, well, it took a very interesting turn.
3: Well, as you know, Julia, if you're involved in a conspiracy to commit crimes, you're as responsible, and the sentencing is the same, as if you were the principal. Mm-hmm. So a conspiracy to commit sex trafficking and Uh, rape, essentially, um, uh, would give her the same sort of sentence that Jeffrey Epstein would have got. Now, it is worth noting that the sentencing guidelines have improved in the sense that longer sentences are now the starting point for this following the Me Too movement. But I think, you know, the question that is on everybody's lips this morning is, you know, as usual, a woman is the person who is essentially held publicly culpable for uh, sex crimes. And what about all of the individuals who were using these women and yeah. abusing these women? Uh, they seem to have yeah. escaped this is
4: it. We, we, we know about her little black book. We know lots of the names. There are lots of people's names in that book who were just people they know. These people, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein mixed with you know, pretty much everyone we've ever heard of. Um, there are pictures of every famous politician, every every you know, TV presenter, celebrity uh, uh, mogul m- 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 with them. They were all the parties. Um, american presidents and the like but this is it so many people have testified um and and have you know given interviews where they said you know it was obvious these there were there were dozens of young girls you know clearly underage girls, at his island in, in the Caribbean, house in New York, in Florida. Um, some of the sexual abuse happened in the open. It was very obvious. It's not possible for these people to have been around Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell and not to have known what was going on or, or made a darn good guess. And yet none of them are facing prosecution and 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 there are some really big question marks about some very famous men indeed, aren't there?
3: There are and I think you know, I, I think the Black Book is something of a distraction. The place that I think any sensible law enforcement uh, group uh, like the police in America would have gone and should have gone is to the victims, the yeah. survivors of this abuse. Those women
0: know who they who raped them. So why haven't they, dear listener? Have you got any theories on this? Please share them with me. Live comment on, on the homepage, richieallen.co.uk Why hasn't there been any interest on the part of US law enforcement agents in questioning the victims to find out who these powerful men were. Answers on a postcard, please. This is good stuff by Mark Stevens.
3: They know the names of those individuals and in those circumstances there doesn't appear to have been any names mentioned by any of the victims and that's got to be for a reason
0: and it isn't yet clear what that reason is. Well, it might be and this is just speculation because I don't know that some of these victims are pretty aware of the fact that the death of Jeffrey Epstein was mysterious, to say the least. I don't know. There
2: are
3: men out there who need to be brought account- to account, because it's it's the old problem we have in this country that users of prostitutes are never criminalized, but the people who are uh, the prostitutes are criminalized. Yeah. That's not to say these women were prostitutes, but no. the, the analogy is that yeah. is the point I'm trying to make.
0: Yeah, it's a bad analogy to use, though, Mark, but I, I understand you making that mistake. Really interesting. And uh, the, soup, the, the former, I don't you say, superstar, disgraced singer Or Kelly is being sentenced today. I believe I can fly. Remember that? Or Kelly. um, For masterminding a scheme to groom and sexually exploit women and children. He was found guilty in Brooklyn Federal Court of racketeering, and he was also found guilty on eight charges of sex trafficking linked to his decades of entrapping singers and others for sex. He's going to be sentenced, is R. Kelly. He has sold more than 75 million records in his time. Will that be the end of him? Probably, will it? What do you think? They they probably shouldn't ever play the music, or play the music videos of anybody convicted of sexual offences, we should never hear from them again. Do you agree with that? I think it's fair enough. If you committed sexual crimes against anyone, you, uh, your music should just be forgotten. It should be binned and we should never hear it again. That's just my opinion. Anyway, 23 minutes past the hour. Here's Jonathan King and everyone's gone to the moon.
5: Streets full of people To the moon
0: I crack myself up. Jonathan King, everyone's gone to the moon on the Richie Allen Show, 26 minutes past five. I interviewed Jonathan King. I wish I had the audio to play you, but Jonathan King was introduced to me by a radio boss in Marbella, not uh, personally, but um, on the phone. And he asked me would I interview him about his convictions. And I said, yeah, no problems. Because King always maintained and still maintains that what he was convicted of doing was what everybody was doing in the 60s and that he wasn't doing with 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 children he was doing it with late teenage boys not much younger than himself uh consensually and all of that sort of stuff now needless to say i gave him plenty of uh chasing gave him quite a bit of stick without grandstanding i just wish i had the audio because it was a very interesting conversation about um, that particular period Jonathan King is a music mogul well he was at one time and uh, he had a couple of big hits and he was basically banged up for a while for um, having sex with underage boys back in the late 60s and early 70s maintains to this day um, that he shouldn't have been convicted Um, most people don't see it his way of course and uh, I understand the point of view of most people I don't see it his way either But I wish I had some of those old interviews. You just wouldn't get away with doing them now. trying to think what year it was. It was probably mid-2011. It was an interesting conversation. It sure was. 27 and a half minutes past the hour. And just in case you think that joke was in bad taste, I don't have, I don't think there's anything funny about sex abuse. Um, But I do like Irony. Uh, thank you pod I'm well aware have you been listening to me I'm well aware of who Jonathan King is uh, Chris says how did Savile get away with it for so long his little black book uh, must have had all the names and the dates and the places and why wasn't Savile bumped off asks Chris good question Hank says Jonathan King interesting choice following the Maxwell item Hank you've had a sense of humour bypass as well good man Seamus Connolly got it. Thank you, Seamus. Thank you. Somebody got it. Jean-Anne got it. Seamus got it. <laughs> Gaz says, if you're still testing yourself and wearing a face nappy, you need to be sectioned. I did see a newspaper story today about a forthcoming mask, which will be transparent around the face. A bit of plastic, a bit of clear plastic or something that will Make it easier to wear masks this winter. They're already talking up. You know, in France, the French government is t- is telling people that they should be wearing masks again in the height of summer. And you know, this is all coming back in the autumn. You know it, I know it. We've got to brace ourselves for it. Uh, Steve O asked, Why wasn't Randy Andy, the Duke of York, mentioned? I don't know. Dean says, experts and scientists are baffled as to why so many young people are dropping like flies. I'm baffled how they got the handle expert or scientist, says Dean. Faisal says, evening all he says. He says, um, the media is making a big deal about Maxwell and her sentence, yet there isn't any photo or footage of her arrest, no mugshot or anything outside court. Nothing, says Faisal who finds that very suspicious. Thank you very much. To leave a comment for the programme, go to richieallen.co.uk. It is comment live on the menu bar. The time is fast approaching, half past five. Sure, it is good to be with you. It is always good to be with you. You're
1: listening to Your Richie Allen Show on richieallen.co.uk.
0: What do I want to talk about now then? Um, Something we'll talk about a bit later on with Maria. Um, The... the the congressional hearing into the riots at the Capitol on January 6th last year, which I've been very amused watching the Liberals and the so-called Liberals and and the Conservatives screaming at one another on social media about the whole thing. Uh, look, I'm very open-minded. And as, as you know, I, I've heard from Conservative commentators who believe the whole thing was a bit of a staged event, stand-down orders, they claim, They don't have any proof of it, but I understand why they feel like that. And I'm hardly a conservative. I don't think much of this really matters, but it is kind of amusing. So Cassidy Hutchinson, what a great name that is. Cassidy Hutchinson gave evidence. She's a former White House aide, gave evidence to this committee yesterday. I think Liz Cheney is asking the question. Liz Cheney, eh? Remember all that stuff? Liz Cheney. Here's um, Cassidy Hutchinson. Liz Cheney with the question then.
5: Let's turn now to what happened in the president's vehicle when the Secret Service told him he would not be going to the Capitol after his speech. So once the president had gotten into the vehicle with Bobby, he thought that they were going up to the Capitol and when Bobby had relayed to him, we're not, we don't have the assets to do it, it's not secure, we're going back to the West Wing. The president had very strong very angry response to that. Um, Tony described him as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the president. Take me up to the Capitol now.
0: I'm the FN president. Take me to the Capitol now.
5: To which Bobby responded, Sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up Towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, Sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel.
0: The president made a go for the steering wheel, at which point the Secret Service guy put his hand on the president's arm to remove it from the steering wheel. What a scene this must have been in the limo. What happened next? Do you believe any of this, by the way? I'm not saying I don't. It's feasible enough. Trump's a bit of a madman. I don't know. What do you think?
4: We're
5: going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. And then? Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Engel and-
0: Grabbed him by the throat.
5: When Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles.
0: His clavicles. About two inches above the testicles.
5: December 1, 2020, Attorney General Barr said in an interview that the Department of Justice had not found evidence of widespread election fraud. Sufficient to change the outcome of the election.
0: Brilliant. So the Attorney General said, look, I've looked into it. There wasn't any voter fraud on any great scale that would have swung the election one way or the other. How did Donald take it?
5: Ms. Hutchinson, how did the President react to hearing that news? After Mark had returned, I left the office and went down to the dining room and I noticed that the door was propped open and the valet was inside the dining room changing the tablecloth off of the dining room table.
0: Changing the tablecloth.
5: He motioned for me to come in and then pointed towards the front of the room near the fireplace mantel and the TV where
0: I- He didn't say anything. He just motioned her to come in and then pointed, very nervously, over the television, I think.
5: I first noticed there was ketchup dripping down the wall. Ketchup. And there's a shattered porcelain plate on the floor. The valet had articulated that the president was extremely angry at the attorney general's AP interview and had thrown his lunch against the wall.
0: Yeah, the president was so pissed off listening to the attorney general being interviewed by the Associated Press that he chucked his lunch at the wall and got ketchup all over. (laughs) over (laughs) Do you buy any of this? You know, I have no dog in this fight now, either way y-you you, you know my position on politics and on politicians and on presidents. It's hard to believe that he made a go for the guy's steering wheel, isn't it? I don't know, I know Maria will believe it, so we'll have a bit of fun later on. I love Maria. Um, terrific uh, broadcaster herself and great, uh, great lady. We'll have a good chat about that. But more importantly, about the Roe versus Wade stuff, we'll talk about that as well. Ian says, it's a load of cobblers. says Ian. I can't see Trump reaching all the way over to the wheel from the back seat. What was he in the passenger seat of? Rubbish. Yeah, what w- was he in the passenger seat? Yes, he wouldn't have been. He would have been in the back. And it's not like they were in a Vauxhall Cavalier-like or a Ford Fiesta-like. Yeah, I, I get you, Ian. I hear you. Angus says Amber Heard 2.0. So he's equating or he's comparing Cassidy Hutchinson to Amber Heard. I think what you're saying, Angus, is that her kind of stuttering, or not stuttering, but her halting and her faltering, her halting delivery um, belies, maybe. um, Or maybe not belies, but maybe exposes that she's not being honest. I don't know. John says that, in his, as far as he understands, Secret Service will testify against the claims made by this woman. Is that right? So Secret Service will say this, this didn't happen. Well, that will be very interesting. Because, of course, they, they would report that. I mean, your, your night watchman who works in a supermarket, he or she carries around a, a log book. You log everything, right? So somebody would have logged this and said, Jesus, the president went mad, <laughs> tried to choke me while I was driving the car. John says, no more Michael Jackson music, so Richie, that's right. But Michael was never convicted of anything, despite the suspicions. Jimmy says, Jeremy Vine is such a fool, it's clear that all of their immune systems are on the floor, which is why they're all getting ill. But well, it's not clear, Jimmy. You, you suspect that, and I understand why you suspect that, and you know, you might be right, but we can't say these things are clear, we don't know. But he says his own jabbed friend came down with awful symptoms not too long ago and ended up in hospital for a week. At Epstein, uh, He had Epstein-Barr virus, which led to glandular fever, enlarged kidneys and a problem with his spleen. Months later, he's developed the biggest bruise you've ever seen on his arm and doesn't know how it got there. And we can't ask any questions, says Jimmy. Yes, On the whole, Jonathan King excuse for doing what he did in the 60s, Bill, or Beaver Bill makes an interesting point. Lots of people would share this opinion, I think. He says they, convicted paedophiles, they try to deflect this issue from the procuration of prepubescent girls for sex slavery constantly. You know, they weren't just underage, they were prepubescent. Let's not let them blow this small detail off, says Beaver Bill. The King... most people say these things are not nuanced, they are black and white. If you have sex with an underage person, you're a pedophile, and that's the end of it. And I totally understand that. Like I said, I wish I had the King interview to hand, because it's good. It's a very challenging conversation without ever really being hostile. Never see it as my position to be hostile to people. But I do stop all the time and say, listen, you know these boys... Said that they were seduced into your car and promised all sorts of things, you know, for being intimate with you. And they weren't uh, uh, of the appropriate age; they were underage. And look, um, um, look, I'm with you. Ultimately, when it comes down to it, you know, maybe I'll try and get him on again. Maybe I'm sure he'd do it. He's very brazen, you know. It's Jonathan King. Get him on again. Why not? Um. Yes, thank you for those comments. RichieAllen.co.uk, comment live. With you till 7 o'clock. Maria Heller shortly after the top of the hour. Comment live on any of the issues being discussed today, whether it be pedophiles making excuses for their behaviour by saying that their victims um, went along consensually and that they knew what they were doing aged 15 or 14 or whatever. And I don't agree with that. Absolutely. Just in case you're wondering where I am on it. I don't agree with it. I believe he was rightfully convicted. And uh, and that's the end of that. On the whole Trump thing, Kevin says it's utter bollocks. Bannon's been all over this last night and today on The War Room. Steve Bannon, really? Really, Kevin? Fair enough, I suppose. You're, you, you're entitled to watch who you want to watch and and take um, whatever views you want to take. But, but Steve Bannon, really? Right. Anyway, time to move on. It's uh, 21 minutes to the top of the hour. Time checks today. Being very professional today. So I am. Today. Okay. Well, I will take a tune before we talk abortion, because it was raised as an issue during Prime Minister's questions in the House of Commons today. Boris Johnson is away on NATO business, he's been on G7 business, so Dominic Raab stood in for him, the Deputy Prime Minister and Justice Secretary he faced off against Angela Rayner of Labour don't worry, I'm not going to play you so much as a second of that nonsense, but he was asked an interesting question by Rosie Duffield and we'll come to that in a few minutes time, is what we'll do, alright Hey, I'm Richie Allen. By the way, this is your Richie Allen show live from Salford on Wednesday, the 29th of June 2022. This is Whitney Houston then. G, not the BBC. Yeah, Bobby Brown should burn in hell for a billion years for what he did to Whitney Houston. A, do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. In my opinion, in her prime, the most beautiful human being I've ever laid eyes on. Ever. Jaw-droppingly, earth-shatteringly beautiful. And then you look at the state of her at the end. Bobby Brown. What a bastard. Ooh, anyway, it's 16 minutes to the top of the air. Demite my, my opinions on Bobby Brown. Peter has been in touch to say he's speechless on the Jeremy Vine conduct and the silly stand-in presenters he phoned in from his sickbed to talk to. It's virtue signalling, says Peter, and these chills gatekeepers know exactly what they are doing. How the public hasn't cottoned on to this nonsense astonishes me, says Peter. Yeah. Yeah, I can excuse me. Go along with that. And my pal Christine in Limavady says her brother threw a plate up in the air back in the late 1970s as a result of Manchester United losing a football match. My poor mum wasn't impressed as beans stuck to the ceiling. He was only nine or ten at the time, says Christine. He threw his toys, well, he threw his dinner up in the air after United lost the game. I suppose if I tell you this story, it's going to sound like one-upmanship. But I, I did throw a portable television out the window of an apartment building when I was a younger man, when United lost the big cup game. It was the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. Because if it had hit somebody on the street down below it would have killed them. It's one of those where you just sank your lucky stars that somebody was looking out for you. But yeah, I did I did I did the Elvis thing. I just took the telly out of the, it. It was it was on it was on a a little stand that was on the wall attached to the wall. One of those swivel stands. And I just gripped out this portable and chucked it out the window. Yeah. I was foolish back then. I thought that football mattered. These things actually matter, but of course they don't. Let's talk about abortion for a moment. Uh, as I mentioned, Rab stood in for Johnson at Prime Minister's Questions this afternoon, so he did. He was asked the question, was Rab during the ex- during the questions, during the whole thing, by Rosie Duffield, the Labour MP. Have a listen to this. I'll try that again. Rosie Duffield, have a listen to this.
2: This year 52 women have been killed in the UK Our rights to free speech, safe spaces, Mm. fairness in sport and even the words we use to describe our own bodies are Mm. all under threat. Mm. Will the Deputy Prime Minister send a clear signal, as some of his Cabinet colleagues have done this week, that Britain respects the rights of women and will he accept the cross-party amendment to his forthcoming Bill of Rights which enshrines a woman's right to choose in law?
4: Deputy Prime Minister. Can I
2: thank the Honourable Lady um, for her question? Can I also just say at the outset what huge respect I personally have For her, with the way she stood up for women's rights, Uh, and frankly, the appalling harassment, trolling, and bullying that she's faced. Uh, the position, uh, as she knows, is settled in UK law in relation to abortion. It's decided by honourable members uh, across this House. It's an issue of conscience. I don't think there is a, a strong case for change. What I wouldn't want to do uh, is find ourselves with a greater respect in the US position where this is being uh, litigated through the courts rather than settled, as it is now settled, uh, by honourable members in this House.
0: Right, that was Rob today answering a question from Rosie Dorfield. Now, earlier this morning on GB News, Isabel Webster, presenter, interviewed a pro-life anti-abortion campaigner called Lila Rose. And uh, it's an interesting exchange, I think.
1: A lot of people in response to that decision last week look at America and they see them and they think, this is a country where a whole bunch of children were just murdered in, in a primary school.
6: Lots of people saying guns have more rights than women. What do you make of that? Well, you know, guns have killed uh, 7,000 children a year in the United States, which is horrific. Abortion has killed and is killing, under legal abortion in the United States, over 600,000 children every single year so it is so vital that we fight to reduce abortions that we ban abortions that we help women and provide them the resources that they need and that we educate women and and men on the value of human life in the womb you know birth doesn't make you human you don't become human magically at birth you're human before birth you know our lives begin at fertilization the sciences crystal clear and humans belong humans deserve human rights all humans have them so we need to acknowledge the human right to life of a child even the most vulnerable child in the womb and make our societies more welcoming to human life instead of offering them up to abortionists to be killed for profit.
1: Yeah, but unfortunately, there isn't scientific consensus about where life begins. And you talk about these embryos, zygotes, whatever they might be, as children. But that's really a religious viewpoint, or indeed, in some cases, a political viewpoint. It's not a scientific viewpoint, because on that basis, by your own reasoning, the whole IVF industry would be criminal. I mean, four million Americans every year get fertility treatment through IVF. For every one of those, a number of embryos are fertilized and then of because they're not required because of successful pregnancy so by your reasoning within science which is good proof
6: of life there's mass murder there as well
0: good question And a fair one. Lila Rose?
6: I I think you're incorrect, first of all, about consensus, scientific consensus on when human life begins. Open any biology textbook and it will tell you when a single cell embryo comes into existence. It's at the moment of fertilization, uh, the fusion of the sperm and the egg. And, you know, 96% of uh, scientists agree, biologists agree, when they were surveyed by the University of Chicago, that human life begins at the moment of fertilization. So this is not a religious belief. Um, It's not a matter of personal conviction. The life of the beginning of our lives begin at a very particular point, and that's very clear scientifically. You mentioned IVF in an in vitro fertilization clinic. Uh, What are the scientists or the uh, in vitro technicians trying to do? They're trying to create an embryo right, in a Petri dish. They know when life begins in the in vitro fertilization clinic. It's when they have created that single cell embryo that they then grow a little bit and then try to implant. And I think the IVF industry is another question. We could discuss that separately, but clearly there's a lot of abuses in that industry in how human lives are created, um, sometimes by the dozens or even the hundreds and then disposed of without any regulation. It's a big problem in the United States.
0: Now, she articulated her point of view very well there, did Lila Rose, who apparently is a very well-known pro-life activist. What do you think? I've asked you this recently and you kind of ignored me. What do you think? What do I think? I've I've always been very upfront on what I think. You'd prefer that people didn't have abortions, wouldn't you? Excuse me. I I sounded very woke there. You'd prefer that women didn't have abortions, wouldn't you? You'd prefer that you could could give every opportunity to a woman who's thinking of having a termination. Give her every good reason not to have the termination. But ultimately, if the woman is convinced that she wants to have the termination, what do you do? Do you lock her up? Do you put her under house arrest? You see the point I'm making? I don't know. It's nuanced. It isn't a black and white issue. Let me know what you think. It's richieallen.co.uk. Live comment, top of the page. You know how to do it by now. I really do want your points of view on this. I'm not talking it. I don't know. I, You know, I lean towards... Um... The, the sperm meeting the egg, I lean towards that argument. And I'm not a Christian, I'm not a conservative either. But what the hell do I know? And ultimately, if a woman wants a termination, what do you do? Answer that if you're um pro-life. um life. Like, if you're really, really regimented in your position, pro-life, that abortion should be banned. Please tell me what you would do with the woman who says, if I can't go to a clinic... I'm going, to, I'm going to do it by other means. I'd love to have your opinions on that. Nellie says, This masculine-dominated world is really scared of the power of the feminine. This is why women are being targeted and have been for eons, says Nellie. Thank you, Nellie. Paul asks, he says, Richie, I don't know if you have covered this, but did you hear what Oprah Winfrey said about stroking a little boy's penis? That it isn't sexual assault if the boy finds it pleasurable? I don't I can't believe that, Paul. I'm certainly not calling you a liar, mate. Maybe you heard something maybe you've got some some incorrect information there. How could Oprah Winfrey say it's okay to stroke a little boy's penis and that it isn't sexual assault if he finds it pleasurable? It's child abuse. It's heinous. I can't imagine Winfrey saying that she could could could, could see where it, where it would be okay. Of course it isn't okay. Uh, and Pod Save England came back to say that Jonathan King was convicted, yeah we know that, on four counts of indecent assault, yes, of buggery and one of attempted buggery, and Richie wants them on the show, and you find that very funny. Why not? I've interviewed convicted sex offenders in the past. I've interviewed convicted murderers in the past. So I have. And then Pod goes on to say, funny how both were Jewish, like Epstein, Maxwell... Uh, and all the rest. Are you a bigoted, pod? Are you are trying to say that Jewish people are more likely to be pedophiles than people who are not Jewish? Are you a bigot? What what point are you trying to make? Because off the top of my head, as a journalist with a with a with a memory like an elephant, I can name probably fifty or sixty pedophiles that have been convicted for crimes against children. The great majority of them are not Jewish. Darren says, I've often defended Pete Townsend when people called him a pedophile, uh, as he hasn't been accused of actually abusing anyone. Again, thank you for your comments. It's six minutes to the top of the hour. Is there anything I've missed today? Well, look, I've not spoken in any, I've not spoken at all, about the NATO meeting, and Jens Stoltenberg, the man who heads up uh, NATO, has been talking about um, um, how Russia is a direct threat to the security of the world. NATO is meeting in Madrid. Russia isn't a threat to the security of the world. And I'm no Russophile, if I can say that. Don't have any time for Putin either. And he's gangster mates. No time for them. None of them. I've said this a thousand times. I did a piece years ago that in the early days cost me a lot of listeners. We were talking about Syria. And I was happy that Russia intervened in Syria. Right? You were happy that Russia intervened in Syria too. And it meant that the Assad government wasn't overthrown. So I was happy about that. But because I'm honest and fair, and well, at least I think I am. Maybe I, maybe you think I'm not. But be- because I like to be absolutely straight down the line, I talked about Putin not being a great guy, really, even though he was doing the right thing in Syria. I talked about the Sochi Olympics. I talked about Putin going back years ago. He's a bit of a thug, a bit of a gangster. No time for him. But Russia is no threat to world peace. The lunatics in power, well they're not really in power, but the puppets in Washington DC, in London, in Paris, in uh, Berlin, in Tel Aviv, these, these are the lunatics that are pushing the world to the brink of a conflict with Russia. Not the Russians, not as far as I can see it. But of course I don't support the Russian invasion of Ukraine, of course I don't. But of course it's very nuanced. Russia was promised at the end of the so-called Cold War and at the fall of the Berlin Wall that NATO wouldn't encroach any further east and yet it did. A reaction was inevitable. We know the Ukrainian government was overthrown in 2014 by Victoria Nuland, the Eurasian Secretary of State at the behest of the Obama government, but not really. Obama's just a puppet too. I know all of this stuff, but Putin is no threat To world peace. I don't believe that. But they're talking about pushing more and more NATO troops into Europe, selling more and more weapons to Ukraine. Escalate, escalate, escalate seems to be the thing. And bizarrely, dear listener, the BBC is reporting that Richard Branson has been visiting a damaged airport near Kiev. Richard Branson, the dipstick, who's nearly killed himself a dozen or more times by by flying balloons to the edge of space. The Coyote made better balloons and rockets than Richard Branson. They were so bad. He about killed himself 20 or 30 times over the years. He's been visiting airports in Kiev. Why? Haven't the Ukrainian people suffered enough that they don't need Richard Branson coming to visit them. It's so vaudevillian, isn't it? It's so surreal and ridiculous. Yet Ben Stiller going to meet the Ukrainian president, the comedian Vladimir Zelensky. Now Richard Branson has gone in there in one of his sweatshirts. Fucking Egypt. Crazy stuff, isn't it? Mad, huh? Speaking of Syria, the Syrian government in a little bit of a thank you very much, Russia, for helping us out these last few years. Uh, Syria has said it recognises separatist regions in eastern Ukraine. So Syria says we stand firmly alongside our Russian friends. That's what's going on in, uh, in, in Madrid. I don't think there's anything I can add to it, to be honest. What do you think? Um... Take, not text me, comment to me or at me at richieallen.co.uk. It is comment live at the top of the page. Comment live. That's how you do it. I look forward to reading your comments as we go along. Maria Heller, shortly, where we will talk about Wade versus Roe and the implications of that. It's all the rage this week. So it is. Two minutes to the top of the hour. Sarah says, Richie, I had a termination. Uh, the most terrific experience I've ever endured. I was awake, she says, with no pain relief. However, at the time, I had three children and I couldn't afford to feed them, let alone bringing another mouse to feed into the world. Damn me if you like. I wouldn't damn you, Sarah. Absolutely not. She says, I have never regretted my decision. We need the choice, she says. Motherhood is fucking hard, even if you want children. Fucking horrific if you don't, says Sarah. And I read that verbatim. Of course I don't judge you or damn you. Not like that. Surely you listen to this program. I don't deal in the extremes. I've made many mistakes in my lifetime. I've done things I wish I hadn't done. There's no way I would think any less of a woman because she had determination. And I'm not virtue signalling here. Not not for the, not for a minute am I virtue signalling. No, no. But thanks for sharing that with us. Leslie says Russia is not a threat to the world. He's a threat, says Leslie. Putin is, to the New World Order. Thank you. Uh, For your comments. And Kevin says, Oprah was closely involved with John of God, the Brazilian sex abuser. Is that right? Um, How do you mean involved? Did she interview him? I've no idea. You'll have to educate me now. Please. Richard says, I love children, but if a woman is using abortion as a contraceptive, well, the baby is better off not being born. Now, there are those who make that argument that women have unprotected sex some women um, with maybe with their boyfriend or their partner, right? We're not saying that the women are promiscuous but maybe a woman has unprotected sex with her soulmate or partner and then gets pregnant and then goes and gets an abortion and that's not good, I think is what Richard is saying. But that's that's nothing to do with Sarah's story. That wasn't her thing. Um, Good. We'll get into it. Dean says, I find the whole abortion thing super difficult. I can see both sides. I feel both can be right. I feel they both can be wrong. I can only conclude it should be a case-by-case basis, mitigating factors, take the age of the mother into consideration, all circumstances, etc. And anything after the fetus resembles a human, then no, says Dean. Second or third trimester, no chance. Then it's murder, says Dean. Thanks for that. Loads of comments coming in on that. We'll be talking about this issue. Excuse me, I've not been drinking fizzy drinks. It's just been water. So, um, I'm a bit burpy there. Okay, it's time for one more tune. When we come back, we, you, that's you and me, will be joined by Maria Heller, live from Arizona. It's Wednesday's Richie Allen Show. Here is Denise Lewis, and let's hear it for the boy. Let's hear it for the boy. From the Footloose soundtrack, I think. It is, it is, it is. Yeah, you, you feel old when you hear that song. You think of that film. Footloose, Kevin Bacon. Yes, and the amazing Diane Veest. Is that how you pronounce her name? Is it Diane Wiest or Veist? A wonderful actress. Fantastic she is. She was in Parenthood too with Steve Martin, wasn't she? Great stuff. This is your Richie Allen Show. The time is five minutes past the hour. My guest needs no introduction. She's a terrific broadcaster, researcher, speaker, spiritual advisor, mother and uh, agitator extraordinaire. It's the one and only Maria Heller uh, of Maria.net. M-E-R-I-A.net. Check it out if you haven't. Welcome back. How are you?
7: I'm doing okay. How you doing, Richie?
0: Really good, and it's. It, it, I was laughing last night thinking of you because oh. um, it's exploding where you are right now, and it's not like you, you didn't have much to do or to talk about anyway. But it's gone crazy now. Before we talk very seriously about Roe versus Wade and about the congressional reporting or hearing into the Capitol uh, attack, let's talk about very briefly about Ghislaine Maxwell being sentenced to 20 years in prison. I was I was listening, Maria, to a British lawyer today who is reporting on it for British Radio. And he seemed annoyed and bewildered that law enforcement agencies are reluctant or completely not interested in speaking to the victims to find out who were these very powerful men on airplanes, And who were these very powerful men visiting the Epstein mansion, you know, to to go after these powerful men? And this British lawyer was like, why are they not interested? Why are they not interviewing these women? What do you make of it?
7: Hey, I totally agree. I mean, what about all the Johns? First of all, I thought 20 years was stupid because she was looking at 55. I already read this morning that they're going to appeal. She actually wanted to kick her own prison. She wanted to serve time in the UK, from what I understand. Uh, and I just don't understand. I mean, everybody from Alan Dershowitz to Bill Clinton to Donald Trump uh, to, you know, so many movie stars and whatnot. They were all the Johns. They were the ones paying to have sex with teenage girls. Yeah. She's got nothing to lose. Why isn't she spilling?
0: Clinton is like Teflon, isn't he?
7: Well, I mean, so is Trump. Listen, there's two sets of laws in America. If yeah. you're rich and famous, nothing happens to you. If you're everybody else, you lose your rights one one drop of blood at a time.
0: I wonder how much of, I mean, yeah, it's suspicious that the agencies won't speak to the girls, to the victims. But I wonder, would they get much out of the girls in terms of those girls probably have heard the the stories about Epstein's death in the Manhattan jail, which we believe, I think, well, at least I'll speak for myself, I believe is suspicious only because his brother, I think, or one of his family members hired a respected pathologist who said the guy's neck was bloody broken. Now, if you're the victims and you hear this, you might think twice about giving any names of any powerful people, right?
7: Well, and you also got to realise that I believe it was the night before that the Attorney General, Bill Barr, went down to the prison for a visit. And then the next day, all the cameras were off. So Bill Barr, at that time, wasn't worried about writing his book, Exposing Trump. But obviously, he went there to protect Trump, Clinton, all the rest of them. Like George Carlin says, it's one big club, and we ain't in it.
0: We're not in it. No, we we probably never get to the bottom of it. Maybe Maxwell has been told, maybe, who knows how these things work, maybe Maxwell has been told, let's have a public appeal, but you lose it, and in return for keeping your mouth shut about everybody else, about Bill Clinton and Clinton's pals, and Trump and Trump's pals, in return for keeping your mouth shut, we might let you out after 10 years, maybe. Maybe, who knows? Maria Heller is our guest. It's it's filthy anyway. We are going to spend quite a bit of time on the abortion thing. Let's just get the, the... the congressional hearing out of the way, and the, the claims made by Cassidy Hutchinson. I'm going to tell you straight up. Now, I, I'm I'm always glad that there's about three thousand miles between us because I think if there wasn't, I think you'd reach for the nearest implement and you'd break it off the back of my head. But you know what I think of Trump. You know what I what, what I, I despise, I revile the man and everything he stands for and his predecessors. So I don't I don't have to say that. You you know this, um. I don't believe he tried to take the steering wheel of a limousine that he was in the back of.
7: But- well, that's a little hard to believe, but right. who knows? Who knows? You know, right? That is hard to believe because, <laughs> first of all, he doesn't even drive. He doesn't know how to drive. No. He's never driven. Uh, but then on the other hand, I also know how how temperamental he is, you know, 90% temper and 10% mental. Uh, So, you know, she could have exaggerated it. She could have uh, assumed it. Who the hell knows? The Secret Service man this morning said that he said that that was a lie.
0: Yeah. So, Uh, and why would the the Secret Service guy lie? It's very
7: easy to believe because this guy makes Nixon look normal.
0: Fair enough, right? I mean, if he threw his lunch at a wall, I mean, that's... That's nonsense. I mean, I'm sure he did. I've thrown things at walls. Listen, you're you're, you're a radio presenter of great experience. You worked in radio in New York. I've worked in radio. Now, I never threw stuff at walls to scare my fellow employees. I didn't. I would do it in a room on my own if something had gone badly wrong, you know.
7: (laughs) I can tell you this. I had it. I had a husband who, if he didn't like the dinner I cooked, would throw the whole thing against the wall.
0: Well, I'm amazed he's still alive. To be honest, um, knowing you no. as long as I do.
7: No, he's not alive. Actually, he died many years ago.
0: And I don't mean to be disrespectful to him now, but you being you. Oh, no,
7: but hey, karma's a bitch, and there you go.
0: Yeah, fair. I wouldn't throw anything at you, to be honest. That, that's, I've <laughs> I've known you long enough to know to know better than that. So this this um Cassidy Hutchinson woman, then some of our listeners. Now, you know that. I don't understand why this is. I don't get why so many of my active listeners are so in love with or seemingly, you know, enamored of Donald Trump. I don't get that. Um, but hey, fair, but Tr-
7: Trump is a very, I hate to say it, he's a very char- charismatic cult leader. Yeah. And, you know, he you know, he's one of those people, if you repeat a lie long enough, people will believe it. Uh, and then he has that—I don't—not to me, but to a lot of people—he has that movie star quality. Yeah, you know, I, people yeah. still want to believe he wasn't an insider when he was in office. Yeah. well, take a look at the Supreme Court today, and there's your answer.
0: Um, we'll we'll, we'll definitely want to get onto that in a minute. We we won't spend too much on Trump in case my listeners start jumping off the of bridges. Some of them we don't want that. <laughs> we don't need that. No, no. When when I, when I say my listeners surprise me, it's because they're so clued in and they like they forget. That, that you and I both b- believe it doesn't matter whether it's Clinton or Trump. Nothing changes. The system, the agenda evolves. And you excoriated Hillary Clinton over the years on your broadcast. You hammered uh, her husband and Obama. So, uh, to, to say to my list, Trump happened to be the last guy in. One of the reasons... They think you have a special hatred for Trump, but I don't necessarily think you do. But you can answer that for yourself in a moment. But um, this thing about... Um, This lady, Cassidy Hutchinson, some more moderate uh, observers have said to me today that she came across a bit like Amber Heard in her delivery, that it wasn't the free flowing recall of somebody who was telling the truth, that she looked like she was telling a story that she'd been asked to tell or one in which she didn't fully believe. Is that fair to ask that question? Maybe she isn't.
7: Mm I don't know. I would think that if it was me, and I have already been intimidated because a lot of witness intimidation's gone on, I'd probably be very nervous and may have come across the same way. Fair enough. You know, when your life is being threatened, and they got to rush you onto a, an emergency session, uh, I, you know, I had read that they did that for her protection. Uh, you know, and and when you go to back to the story of Trump in the in the Beast, okay. Uh, you know, in his uh, limo, Uh, all I think about is how, and I was the first one to say it, and now people are starting to think that maybe I was right. Uh, When they sent, they wanted to get Pence into that limo, Pence refused. And I said he probably felt that Trump had him set up and he would never get out of that car. Um, You know, after all, he was calling for him to be hung. Uh, so that's my my feeling on that. You know, is uh, there's more to why Mike Pence didn't get in that that car? Is there a dir- is that
0: a direct? Did, did did Trump say specifically? Did he expressly say that Pence should be hung?
7: Well, he just said that uh, Pence gets what he deserves. Right, but he didn't say he, he should be hung. It.
0: But he didn't but say. remember
7: at his speech, he was inflaming them against Pence. And the next thing you know, they were all screaming, Hang Mike Pence.
0: Yeah, yeah. But he, but Trump didn't. I'm no
7: fan, by the way, of Mike No, Pence I know
0: you're even. not. But you're also somebody I, I, I respect for being honest. Trump didn't say that he should be hung. We shouldn't say that.
7: No, he didn't say that. Okay. But I'm thinking, you know, they, the way they tell us the story, and you know, the media only gives us fairy tales. Yeah. Pence supposedly spent four and a half hours reading the Bible while he was waiting uh, and refused to get in the car. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten in that car either.
0: No, th- th- I mean, the, the lies, they, they come so easily to all of these people. Of course. Every of one course. of them,
7: yeah. And- Listen, I've been telling people for decades, Richie, that we need to all vote independent. The, the Republican Party, Democratic Party doesn't give a damn about us, especially the old corporate established parts of the of the party. Uh, and I see that there are people now proposing uh, a progressive party in the United States because everybody, I, anybody normal, is disgusted with both parties. And why shouldn't we be?
0: Yeah, but but aren't we? But, but but that but but that kind of that means staying in the paradigm. What what about those now? When I say those, I don't mean necessarily our listeners, but I mean some of the people you and I have known over the years, people that we like and admire, who said that ultimately we have to get the idea out of our heads that we will eventually find the right people to vote for. That it is the system itself that has to be eliminated, even if it's a terrifying thing. Because, you know, I understand when we talk about getting rid of the system, weaker people, you know, people who, um, I don't know, I don't want to say timid people, but but people who need a bit of support, like, they, they they get terrified when they hear about the system coming down because they think, well, if you get rid of the system, you're left with a fittest survive paradigm. And in that system, you end up with bullies and gangsters running things. But I don't think it necessarily has to be that way. I think we could get rid of the entire system and communities could organise themselves the way they did long before we ever had politics. What about those that say, Maria, forget politics. Forget putting a new president or a new party in. It's never going to be anything other than corruption. Go ahead.
7: Well, I mean, I, I have to agree. And, you, you know, remember that when I started my Internet show in 2000, uh, I was covering the stolen election of 2000. So, you know, and I've done so many shows on how they throw the vote. Uh, from vote scam to even interviewed Gore Vidal on how the election of 2000 was stolen. And it was stolen by none other than the Supreme Court when they decided to hand it to Bush. Yeah. And we've suffered ever since. Bush got to put two right wing judges on the court. Uh, And then Trump got to put, you know, the death blow with his three fake Christians on the on the uh, court Uh, And I, you know, back in 2000, Richie, one of the earliest shows I ever did was on the topic of dominionism Uh, and that these people were, and this is 22 years ago, that these people's goal was biblical rule in the United States. And now we have six Catholics, dopest day, as I call them, on the court. Where does that leave the Jews, the Muslims, the atheists, uh, the witches, anybody else? Where does that leave anybody else with their religious rulings? Or
0: the real Christians, or the genuine ones. Because Right.
7: I mean, you know, to me, Christian is a verb. It's not a noun. You know, it, it's how you act, how you treat the planet, how you treat your fellow neighbors. Uh, it's not a word that should just be tossed around loosely as a cover-up. Uh, but that's the way it is in this country. Uh, and you know we have minority rule. Uh, women just became you know third class citizens, uh, and they're not going to stop. I mean, this is just the beginning.
0: Can you know, I ask and you? I this? made
7: that prediction even with Putin. He's not going to stop with the Ukraine. Uh, and then you see the NATO nations getting ready for war, which nobody's talking about. Three hundred thousand troops getting ready. Uh, So, you know, we get one distraction on top of the other, but they're all serious. Uh, They're all serious distractions. I'm not saying they aren't. Uh, But even when the Supreme Court, as usual on a Friday, issued what we were all expecting, uh, you know, the hearings were going on. And I, I let people know, don't let this distract you from the hearings going on. I mean, okay, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks, even though I knew it was coming, Richie. You I knew mean, it was I was like a wild woman on my show for an hour and a half, screaming and flailing. I actually apologized to my audience. You
0: had a good rant. Uh, you had a good but rant. But you know
7: what? I, I, I've already done this, uh, and I'm seeing the same issues twice in the same lifetime.
0: Let me ask you this: um, before I ask you about whether it's possible to have a rational debate where you flesh out the nuances around abortion and why women feel they should have the right to abortion and why others don't. And we can have that rational chat, you and me, in a minute. Of course we can. But here's something I can't get my head round. Now, look, feel free to tell me that you think I'm wrong and, and, and I'm not going to argue with you. You, you, you. you flesh out your position. Here's where I am. I believe there's a depopulation agenda at play. Right. I, I believe it in my heart of hearts. I don't Mm -hmm. I don't believe for a minute that the nine justices of the Supreme Court give a shit about babies. I don't believe that for a minute. And that's why I'm confused. I'm confused. It
7: is confusing. And if you look at if you look at you, listen, I've been saying for years, I can't wait to see how white America is going to respond when they're no longer the majority. And they're pretty much at the breaking point of not being the majority anymore. So to do this, which will affect women of color and poor women more than anybody else, means you're going to end up with a whole lot more black, brown, and multicolored children. Uh, so it doesn't make sense to me, you know. And I agree with you on the depopulation. I've covered that to you know to death on my show. Uh, you look at you know the true reports of how many people died in the United States from the vaccine.
0: Yeah, you know, it's over yeah.
7: seven hundred thousand.
0: Do you believe that? Hang on. Do you think it might be as many as seven hundred thousand?
7: Well, that's the that's the latest figure that came across my screen today.
0: If that's and true, and some
7: eleven year old girl, as soon as she got the shot, went into myocarditis. Um, you know, and it's interesting because when I talk to some of my friends, they'll say, "Well, some people never, you know, they got the shot and didn't have any adverse effects." I says, "What if they gave half the people a placebo?" Yeah, I mean, isn't that how they test any kind of new drug?
0: It's a feasible theory. Listen, I I don't know if any of that is true, but I but, and and neither. I'm
7: just, I just, you know, I'm just putting it out there. No, you're right to put it saying? out there. listen, hey, listen, I'm, listen, I'm not. That, but,
0: I'm not editing see, you. What
7: this government's done to our people, our troops throughout the years, to black people, absolutely. Women. And they uh, don 't give a shit about
0: babies; yeah. they don't give a damn about babies so here's my theory before we talk about abortion okay. historically here's my theory. My theory is that these things are happening um and by the way, I respect your opinion on putin um i don't like him either a gangster I've reported on him for years, and he's gangster pals but i i I don't believe there's any i don't believe there's any imminent threat from that side, from his side, in terms of escalating a, glo- a global conflict. I reckon they'll avoid it, um, like the plague, the Russians. But we could have that argument another time. Here's why I think they're doing all this stuff. You're right. What you said there is very important. 300,000 NATO troops. I think they're trying to drive us insane, Maria. And, you know, uh, by, by banning abortion, by the people who, who, who care less about the right to life of anyone, banning abortion... Could it be possible? I know you're going to blow this out of the water, but I'm going to say it anyway. Could it be possible that they're just trying to drive us around the effing bend?
7: Well, yeah, that and I think, listen, I said it a couple of months back that the next thing they're going to do, because they've created so many divisions in America, is to divide men against women. And so this is no surprise. OK, Generation, X, uh, Generation Z said this week they'll just won't have sex. Then you have other people arranging a sex strike in the country. Uh, Men and women arguing with each other. Uh, You know, they want us to kill each other off. So I truly don't understand their position on abortion. No,
0: and thanks for saying that. It's one of the reasons I've loved speaking to you for the best part of 10 years or 11 years. Because nothing is black and white. And yet, of course, all we get on the news and all we get on social media is left against right, is liberal against so-called conservative, Mm -hmm. Christian against so-called liberal, screaming at each other about the right of women. Listen, I said on my show earlier on, if a woman is absolutely determined to to terminate the pregnancy, no authority should lock her up or or put a a tag on her ankle to, to, Mm -hmm. to make her housebound to prevent her having determination. I don't like the idea of abortion, but I don't believe I've got any right to tell a woman she shouldn't have one. That's where I am on it.
7: But well, I, here's, my, here's my view go on ahead. it, Richie. Because now, you know, the, uh, the right is trying to say they didn't ban abortion. You can still get abortion, you know, in several states or travel, you know, 800 miles to get one, whatever. I don't believe that it's the federal government's job nor the state government's job, to tell any couple what they can do with their body, whether they're gay, straight, in between, bi, doesn't matter. I believe abortion is an issue for only three people, the man, the woman, and their doctor.
0: And I agree with that, I suppose. Yeah, you know, I, I would agree with hearing, that. You know, keep hearing,
7: you know, from the GOP, you know, they're the party of small government. Well, now they're in our vaginas The next thing they want to do is strike uh, contraception, uh, gay sex, gay marriage, you know, uh, everything except interracial marriage, because after all, Clarence Thomas's wife is white. Right. Uh, So, you know, Howard Stern said it best this week. He said, at what point, how far back in the Constitution do these people want to go? Do you want to go all the way back to slavery? Because... He said to Clarence Thomas, then we can put your ass on a plantation.
0: And you know something? That's how it's meant to appear to people. It's meant to appear that these backward, uh, Old Testament reading lunatics are going to go after um, civil partnerships, you know, for same-sex couples, they're going to do all of this. And they might well do. They might well go after gay marriage now. And and of course, as a genuine liberal, as a real one, um, I, I absolutely believe that if a same-sex couple want uh, to get married in the eyes of the Lord, they should have every bloody right to do that. And and I would have said that at the time when these things were issues. I can see all of this happening, but not because of the reasons we're meant to believe. We're meant to believe it's a bunch of old, fuddy-duddy, our souls, as I said, Old Testament. But in fact, it's something far more deep. It's d- designed it's, to divide us even further, to tear each insid- other to pieces. It's insidious. Yeah.
7: Okay. The Pope came out and congratulated, basically, the Supreme Court on this decision, Okay, whether it was the White Pope or the Black Pope behind the curtain. You have six Opus Dei uh, Jesuit stricken Catholics on the Supreme Court, uh, picked by the Federalist Society. The list given to Trump was by the Federalist Society. These people want biblical law in America. Uh, so now that they've got riots on both sides of the fence, you know, they're worried about it. But I'm like, what did they expect? Okay, did they expect people were just going to quietly take this? But as I said on my show yesterday, you know, we have the Declaration of Independence in this country. And in the Declaration of Independence, it says that when the government no longer represents the people, the people have the right to form a new government. And this government hasn't represented we the people for a long time.
0: No, you're going way back. I mean, so I,
7: I agree with you. You know, we need a whole new system of government that actually is of, by, and for the people. And really,
0: governments should really only exist to do two things keep the power on and keep law and order, right? And exactly. Keep things of, running. Keep yeah. things
7: running and stay off TV. We don't want to see you.
0: Absolutely. Your founding fathers apparently had the idea that people would come to Washington and serve for a few years and then, then they would go back to work and somebody else would come and represent that particular district. Let, let me, I've got to ask you this, right, because I wouldn't be doing my um, Christian listeners a service if I didn't ask you. Forget about right. the lunatics who scream at one another. Forget them for a minute. I I, I don't mean my listeners. I don't think my listeners are lunatics, but forget about the people on social media who scream at one another. What about those quiet people who are decent people and they are Christian people? They're God-fearing people. And they say, look, um, it's not just their religious belief, but there are plenty of scientists. Now, I know there are scientists on both sides, I know that, who say that the life begins, basically, the moment of conception, the sperm meets the egg, you have a life there. Why are we not able to have this conversation without it descending into screaming, my body, my choice? I'm not saying you're doing that now, but but, but others tend to do that. Because if it is true that you have conscious life and that you have a tiny human being, however tiny it might be, well, then they have a point maybe that that tiny being has rights maybe.
7: Maybe they do, but the grown up being that that tiny being is inside should also have rights to. So the mother should have the right to choose whether or not she wants to have a baby. And I can, you know, I I talked about my own personal experiences on my show yesterday. I got real down and dirty. Um, You know, my mom lived at a time where none of this was available. The only contraception available in my mother's day were condoms. And as you know, and most men know, condoms don't always work. Yeah. Uh, and she told me that my father and her wanted and planned my older sister. Then they had four more children together, and my mother said all of us were accidents. So by the time my mother got around to having her fifth child, she was in her 30s, which in those days was old. It's still old to have a child, in my opinion. Um, My mother went into such a depression, Richie, I can't even tell you. She was depressed for the whole nine months. When she had the baby, she didn't even want to name the baby. She asked us to name the baby. Uh, And that baby grew up knowing she wasn't loved or wanted. Uh, so there's the trauma. What about these children realizing they were not wanted? They were, you know, a broken bag, so to speak.
0: But your sister got uh, over it and it's gone on to live no, her own actually, life. Actually,
7: it's, it's affected her, her entire life and she's in her fifties. But what? I can see the, the mental trauma that it has caused her. I mean, lucky for her, she had big sisters to help take care of her. I mean, she's 12 years younger than I am. Yeah. Um, uh, but what about the unwanted children? OK, you know that children that are not wanted end up in the system. And that might be why they passed this law, I to keep the yeah. prisons for profits, making them money.
0: I can't answer that. It's a great question. I, I, it's a really good question because the unwanted children often end up in hell holes uh, you know right. care homes they or,
7: go right from you know from the school to prison yeah. pipeline yeah, you know? and then and then you have everybody complaining once these kids are born, you know uh, oh, they want welfare, oh they 're costing the system, we have to give them food stamps, and they won 't give them health care, they have no child care, so the mother 's doomed to stay poor she can 't go to work,
0: yeah but hang on, your sister wasn 't aborted, and i 'm pretty sure that you're glad she wasn 't aborted, and even though she 's had difficulties. You love her and and you're glad this is the paradox, Listen, this is the paradox, on the right? Hand,
7: on the other hand, Richie, you don't miss what you don't have. Do I miss the maybe 15 kids I could have had when I was still young? No. Yeah. Okay. Why would I miss something I don't have? Uh, and the truth of the matter is, to me, uh, you know, if people want to go behind the Bible, okay, and you know, I was a Bible student for 30 years, Richie. Yeah. The Bible from Genesis, chapter 2, it's not a living being until it's breathing on its own. Uh, Anybody can read that. And then you look at, well, what's God's position on this? Well, he killed his only begotten son. What does that tell you? They also tell you how to kill uh, babies in the Bible. Uh, You know, the firstborn of everybody in Egypt, boom, dead, okay, okay. Uh, so people cannot take the Bible literally, and yet they still pick and choose what works for them, so they can stay in the faith. Yeah, fair I enough. believe you can be a Christian without religion.
0: Yeah, but look, there's the, the 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 New Testament is a blueprint, the teachings of Jesus. Whether a person believes in Jesus or not, and I'm agnostic. I, I've always put my cards on the table. The, the these are beautiful life lessons. Contained within, Absolutely. I lesson. mean, the
7: tenet of every religion is love. Love. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Where's the love? I'm not seeing the love coming out of any religion. Religion has destroyed this country. How many wars have been fought in the name of different gods? Uh, and you know, I've said all along that the only people I really would like to see run for office are atheists.
0: I don't know about that. I'm, most I'm atheists Jewish. I know are soulless people. To be honest, them. Um, I I say agnostic because I'm very open-minded. I like to keep an open mind. Atheists are often very closed-minded, soulless. Just hold your horses for a second. Um, My great friend Maria Heller is live on the line from Arizona. If you haven't checked her show out yet, check it out. M-E-R-I-A dot net. Particularly listen to it if you don't agree with her. Because she often <laughs> has she often has guests on that she doesn't agree with and they'll see things differently. It's good to be challenged whether you agree or whether you don't agree. Terrific yeah, archive. True. Terrific right. archive there as well. 20 years of amazing um, interviewees. This is where I am. I can sum up my whole position on all of this in seconds. He says lying through his teeth. It's going to take me 30 seconds. I... I'm watching a cashless society and the implementation of a new digital currency. I'm watching this happening in front of my eyes, which Aye. is the thing that scares me the most: central bank digital currencies. I am watching them gearing up to um, create more misery for people this coming winter, in telling them they have to wear masks and they they, they can't wear they 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 can't go to work and they're they, they'll be limited in terms of what they can do if they don't take vaccines. All of this tyranny is coming down the line, the depopulation that we talked about. And I believe in my heart of hearts, just my belief, I'm saying it could be argued, that all of the culture war stuff, all of this horrible stuff we're hearing now about stopping women from, you know, know, taking away women's rights, the right to, to terminate, I can't help but believe, looking at it as cold as I possibly can, that all of that is to get us ripping each other to pieces so that Absolutely. they can push through divide the Absolutely, divide and conquer. Yeah, yeah.
7: Divide and conquer, and then when everything shakes out and everything's in a shortage, you know, we have shortages of everything in America. Uh, they still have a shortage on baby formula, so you can have a baby, but you can't feed the baby. Uh, I think all of this is to make us kill each other. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, you're going to say to the government, "Save us! Save
0: us from this madness! Yeah, save right. us from this madness!" They're the
7: ones that create the madness, you know. And and I'm talking about you know not just the right to abortion. A woman should have the right to choose. You know, there's a lot of women that want to have children, and they should be allowed to have those children. And there are women that know they'll be lousy mothers, or they don't want kids, and they should be allowed not to have them. Okay. Raising a child you didn't want is never going to work out well.
0: Yeah, but I, look, I won't waste any time talking about adoption because we got into that before. Um, two people have made this point, Spiro and my friend jean Ann. It's taken me a while to, to, to get to this, but it's important. Didn't Roe versus Wade, wasn't that decision basically saying, that abortion is not a protected right under the Constitution and that it's up to individual states to decide. Is that not the way road versus way was supposed to work to begin with?
7: Yeah, No, I don't think so. I really don't, because now all of a sudden they're giving it back to the states. So the states didn't have the right. This was nationwide. And that's why Pence has said, if he becomes president, he's going to make it a nationwide ban. On abortion. Um, so the bottom line is people have to look at this as as I say constantly every law passed is a freedom lost and this is the first time the Supreme Court has taken away people's rights. I read uh, I was reading that one of the leaders of these uh, anti-abortion psychopathic groups because there's normal people in it and psychopathics, And one of the men, I forget which terrorist group, white terrorist group he's part of, he says, we're not going to stop until it's The Handmaid's Tale. Now, that's very frightening to women. I mean, that show is is very frightening. I don't know if you've ever watched it.
0: No, but I'm aware Uh, of it and the book. But when
7: you see how fast that can happen, even though it's a TV show, and I believe in predictive programming. No doubt. uh, It's terrifying. Uh, and this is not going to stop with women again, I'm going to say this. They are going, they're, they're in your bedroom. They're going to tell you what kind of sex you can have. They are against gay marriage. They've got reinstated prayer in school. As uh, But I'm wondering what happens if you have a Muslim teacher? If a Muslim teacher wants you to say prayers to Allah, is that going to be Okay. You know, it's like even the Jewish organizations are suing the Supreme Court over this decision because Jewish people believe in abortion and they see it as an attack on their religious freedom. So the separation of church and state is gone. uh, If you happen to be of a Christian denomination, uh, you're going to be okay. But if you're not, who knows? Are they going to start going after these people? You know, I don't doubt this government will start disappearing people. Just like your great movie V for Vendetta.
0: V for Vendetta. Yeah, let me let me I've got I've I've managed to get a little bit of a summary. I don't have a producer so I'm doing this while listening to you. Um a summary of Roe versus Wade, right? And um yeah. apparently because I I don't know that law, that case law, in Roe versus Wade, the Supreme Court decided two important things the US Constitution provides a fundamental right to privacy that protects a person's right to choose whether to have an abortion. But, the abortion right isn't absolute. It must be balanced against the government's interests in protecting health and prenatal life. Now, it's scrolling on down a bit, and I'm not cherry-picking this at all. Uh, Let me read this. Uh, Let's see, let's see, let's see. I had another bit that was interesting there to do with um, Spiro's comment. Um... Yeah, many think Roe v. Wade is the case that legalized abortion. However, that isn't exactly true. What it did was change the way states can regulate abortion and characterize abortion as something that was covered under constitutional rights of privacy. So that is interesting, that.
7: Right. Well, you know, that was, you know, 50 years ago, you know, (laughs) So my memory is a little shaky on the original, but I have watched a lot of documentaries on it. But the truth is, we have, we're we supposed to have a right to privacy. Why does the government even care about something like this? Yeah. All it's going to do, you know, then this you have to put in the House and Senate on their back because they never codified it. OK, had they codified it, it would have been law of the land. And they never did. So you got to look at why did neither party ever codify this? You know, were they both in on it? You know, both in on, oh, surprise women, now you don't own your bodies anymore. Right. Uh, I don't trust any uh, any aspect of my government. I don't trust one portion of, of my government, not from the CDC to the FDA to the legislature to the Supreme Court. Uh, None of it. We have no checks and balances. America has now become the Wild West. At the same time, they ruled on Roe. They ruled that they ruled basically against the gun law, which is useless that the uh, bipartisan gun law they just passed, which is as empty as a paper bag. But on the same day, the Supreme Court said everybody can open carry.
0: Yeah. On the same So, day. Yeah. you know,
7: if we want to look at the Second Amendment, and I just had this discussion with somebody who was defending the Second Amendment to me over the Roe decision, I said, yeah, but if you use the same logic, when the Second Amendment was written, it was written before bullets were invented. And that person stopped and thought and said, what? And I said, well, you saw all the old cowboy movies. Remember how they had to stuff gunpowder into their rifles? That's right. I said the Second Amendment was only for a musket.
0: That's right, for the the, the balls, the the steel balls, the ball bearings. So why
7: not use the same antiquated system they used to kick back row uh, and say, yeah, you can have all the muskets you want and maybe a couple of cans of gunpowder. Because that's the way the Constitution was written, hey listen on you know, constitution I'm, is needs to change to the times like religions need well, to that's, change that's the times. a
0: that is a brilliant point, and that's a point well made, yeah, why should you be stuck with a constitution if something contained within it um isn't relevant to the times you're living in now? This is not me saying "Gotcha" because I didn't know either um but i i I'm, I'm looking into this while we're speaking. Um, it does pretty much look to me, I'm reading through supremefindlaw.com, which I, which appears to be fairly reputable. It isn't partisan. It does appear that the most legal scholars interpreted Roe versus Wade as the Supreme Court saying um, the right to privacy. Yes, absolutely. But it, it really is up to the states to legislate on... Um, well, and on, you on see abortion, what the
7: yeah. states here are doing. Twenty of yeah. them already jumped on their trigger laws. Yeah. And you have to wonder. They're so religious. What's
0: taking them so long? You see. And this is a-
7: well. Here's the other thing, though. Whether the law was codified, ratified, you know, deep fried, the bottom line is it's been legal precedent for fifty years. You had the liars, the three Trump's chumps that he put on the court. They perjured themselves during their, you know, check. Uh, and said, well, it's legal precedent, we're not going to touch it. And as soon as they got in, boom. So they should be kicked off the court just because they're liars. And my father always taught me, if you lie about small things, you lie about big Imagine things.
0: Imagine what you're telling, Liza. <laughs> Absolutely. Why? Mar- Mar- it's it's funny. Maria Heller is our guest. Um, we spell Maria, M-E-R-I-A dot net. I think you patented that, did you? Nobody else in the world is called Maria I think it's just you.
7: I didn't patent it.
0: I didn't patent it. You should have patented it. Um, Check out the archive of 20 plus years of brilliant interviews with um, amazing people. Not all of them still around, sadly. And that's why it's such a valuable thing. There are
7: two interviews that I would really like everybody to listen to. And they were with Eric John Phelps, who wrote a very big book called The Vatican Assassins. Because people think Zionists are at the top of the food chain. They're wrong. It's the Jesuits. Okay. And if you don't see the hand of the Jesuits behind this court, you really need to get educated about them.
0: Yeah, we've talked about this for many years. And and one or two other guests have come on the show. Traditional Catholics have been on uh, talking about the influence of, of the Jesuits. Uh, it's It's something I'm pretty soft on in terms of, I only know what I've heard from guests. I don't have the time to look into this stuff, but you know, Freemasonic lodges and stuff, uh, secret societies. You know, we've talked about this for years, me and you, about how right. they control hey. Clinton and Hillary and Trump and Obama through secret right. societies. And yeah, these are the things. They, 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 at the moment, I really do believe much of what is happening, if we just leave abortion. For, for today, everything else, the situation in Ukraine, um, the food and energy crises are, I believe, to drive people into a state of perpetual fear and anger. Because you said to me many years ago, you're a spiritualist as well, of course, Um, when you're in that state, you become not only more manageable, but you become more programmable, don't you?
7: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, fear, You listen... Fear is the opposite of love. Okay. If you give in to fear, you know, my teacher once said the best the best description. He says, fear is a waste of time unless you use it to, to fuel your fire. Right. But most people don't let it fuel their fire. They let it fuel their demons.
0: And they get sick, don't they?
7: Right. They can make themselves physically sick, mentally sick, uh, you know, suicides, you know, all this type of stuff. Or... You want the nanny state. Oh, the, you know, my, my great white father is going to save me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
7: so, if, you know, people have to empower themselves. They've got to get educated. They've got to stop being led around by the nose. Uh, a good book to read is one called The Path of Power, and it's written by Sunbear. Uh, and it teaches you how many places you give your power away on a daily basis. And and religion and politics, they've been put in place to control us all. Yeah, And they can whip us into a war or they can whip us into heaven. For whatever reason, they'd rather whip us into war.
0: Uh, let's finish on this then, on this, what's happening in, in Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this buildup of NATO troops, Stoltenberg, the NATO Supremo, the idiot in chief in Downing Street, Boris Johnson. You think you think you, you think Trump is a clown. Uh, get a, get a load of this idiot, right? So you have him. You have Macron. I mean, I wish Gerald Salente was here talking about these guys. He has some choice phraseology when when when, when talking about these people. Um, it, it it could be interpreted, looking at it in one way, that they really are pushing for a global. Conflict. And, and, you know, a part of me says, well, if, if depopulation is their ultimate end uh, game, the quickest way to get there is to provoke, whether it's Vladimir Putin or provoke the Chinese into launching nuclear weapons. It'll be over very quickly I, then, Maria.
7: Well, yeah, I mean, I had a report last week, somebody high up in the Russian uh, military said that. They're getting prepared for World War III, and that the first country they would nuke would be the UK. Now, how many people saw that article? How many people know that we're building up that, that amount of troops yeah. in Europe? Or let alone how much money BAE is making off Joe Biden selling all these exotic weapons to the Ukraine.
1: Yeah.
7: Uh, to me, that means we're still in this war. Okay, We're not neutral. Uh, And now that they've allowed, I think, was it Sweden and Finland this morning, Turkey stepped out of the way and said, okay for them to join NATO. Uh, Every time the world economy is ready to take a dump, we have a world war. So do I put it past these maniacs not to? No, I don't. Uh, And they're already getting us used to rationing because everything's out.
0: Okay where did i read this the other day thanks for bringing up rationing D- didn't didn't some french politician say that it's it's not unfeasible that rationing might have to take place if this ukraine situation continues to quagmire that eventually because they're talking about trying to do a hollywood movie style uh, confiscation of Ukrainian grain, aren't they? They're saying the Russians are preventing the grain getting out yeah. and they're, they're talking about some crazy way they could go in and get the grain, but this isn't going to happen. So they're introducing the notion of rationing. You're right to mention that, all of this absolutely. stuff. Absolutely,
7: yeah. absolutely. And, you know, scarcity, scarcity everywhere. You know, scarcity here in America. You've got uh, scarcity on so many different products. How much more are they going to blame on the supply chain when these things are a lot of them American made products. So everybody, you know, thank God I live in a crazy mountain town where everybody seems to be very alert to what's going on.
0: I love it. It sounds like deliverance. And when I talk
7: to these people, shop owners, whatnot, they all know that it's all corporate greed and BS and it's destroying everybody's business, whatever they have left, because you know, you got a lot of empty shelves. And people saying, well, we're not going to go into production again for another six months. Well, why not? Uh, we have monopolies in this country. If we didn't, we wouldn't have run out of baby formula. We wouldn't have run out of tampons. You know, I mean, the list goes on and on. But I, when I was in school, they taught us monopolies were illegal. That's right. But yet we have a monopoly on everything. The media. The media, all of it, owned by six six corporations.
0: Look at that crazy bastard Bill Gates and his violation or violating of antitrust laws in your country with his uh, death corporation, Microsoft back in the 1980s. What a gangster Gates is. People forget about this. Here's a bombshell. I can't believe we're we're just about to wrap the show. Spiro Skouras, activistpost.com. Very fond of our Maria Heller. Listen to this, our kid. Wait till I tell you. (gasps) Here's a breaking news story now. The New York Post, uh, courtesy of Spiro Skouras. The former Senate sergeant at arms, who oversaw security during the insurrection at the Capitol last year, is dead. One day, before, yeah. one day before Tuesday's hearing to, uh, what is it, to present new evidence. Holy God.
7: <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I
0: saw that. I died you see that?
7: Nobody's telling us how he died. Just died. So that's called, you know, intimidation of witnesses. Isn't it? And you can go, you know, think about the Clinton body counts, you know. <laughs> Do you think any of these leaders don't have their own body counts? Uh, so maybe that's why they rushed that girl yesterday so she didn't meet the same fate not to say that they won't get her later on uh but america has lost its sense of morality decency whatever i believe this country stood for when i was a child because i was brainwashed but then it was the 50s and 60s uh it's over this is a failed experiment I don't see any other way to save this country except start all over.
0: Start from bomb, just bomb everything from orbit and let the, let the let the germs build up again. Like like I don't know. Listen, we're <laughs> we're we're just about out of time. Um, that was the fantastic hour of triggering there.
7: Uh, by by my <laughs> I, great hey, pal. I'm very calm today. You're lucky you didn't get me Monday. It, <laughs> so. It's well, you told
0: us earlier you had a good old rant, so it sounds like you got it out of your system.
7: I had to. I mean, I hadn't It actually hit me like a ton of bricks i did not sleep for three nights in a row I, just, my, I couldn't wrap my head around what was happening and
0: that's what they want i think that, that goes back to the point we made about they don't care about saving unborn babies lives okay. so so right. it, it's it's they're trying to unsettle people and right. get them into stress and fear folks right. if you, you know
7: what by day four i got my power back so you got I'm very your,
0: calm with you today you're va back, love having you on um, <laughs> go to maria.net m-e-r-i-a.net check out Maria's terrific programme you'll be back with me again in a few weeks no doubt, thanks for your time today look Thank at how quick you, that went love, always a pleasure love you kids, speak soon, bye okay. for now uh, the great Maria Heller, live from Arizona the great state of Arizona in the great United States of America, well, it used to be great, or it is, or was great, at one time or another. What a bombshell from the boy Spiro, eh? The former Senate sergeant-at-arms who oversaw security during the so-called insurrection is brown bread. I don't find the death of anybody funny. I don't. I, I don't want you to think I find it funny. But the brazenness of the bastards, like. You know? People hanging themselves in cells, like. People on suicide watch in cells in Manhattan. On suicide watch. Managing to knot something together to hang themselves like. You know, the brazenness of them. I wonder. In, Marie, Maria put it brilliantly, didn't she? Um, intimidation of witnesses, she said. That just gives you a little bit of a heads up now if you plan to bring any you know, classified information to the hearings. Just look at what we did to the former Sergeant at Arms. The guy's name is Michael Stenger or Stenger. How do you pronounce it? S-T-E-N-G-E-R Stenger or Stenger. We live in a... It's a death cult, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, ultimately I'm not laughing at that but just the brazenness of the bastards. Okay. I managed to go all week without playing anything from McCartney, even though he headlined at uh, Glastonbury on Saturday. Thanks, Maria Heller. Love uh, having Maria on. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday. You and I will chat again tomorrow Thursday at 5 o'clock. That was Wednesday's Richie Allen Show. Bye from me. Hey
7: Jude, don't-